Hello and thank you for listening. I am so excited to say that I now have a Patreon that you can go to. I'll make sure I include the information in the show notes. But I have multiple tiers you can choose from. $1, $3, and $5 tiers. The $1 Spooky Soul tier gives you access to an online Discord community that is filled with fellow spooky souls. If you want to talk about creepy, cozy things, you might be interested in that. The $2 Cryptid Creature tier lets you have that online community, as well as giving you early access to episodes, bonus content, and secret bonus content. And the $5 Kachu Cuddler tier, named after my fluffy, squish-faced kitty, lets you have that online community, early access to episodes, and the bonus material, but it also lets you suggest future episodes and I'll shout out your name during each episode. Thank you so much for your listenership and support, and I can't wait to talk to you more soon. Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, spooky soul, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore. I'm doing something super fun this October. I feel creative and I'm pre-recording this episode and putting it out here. And so hopefully this doesn't flop, but I really wanted to do an October project. Um, And I have two fun October projects going on right now. And that is why today I'll be reading a listener story instead of doing my usual topic deep dives. But if you're curious about what my October projects are, you can check out my Creepy Core and Folklore YouTube channel where I'm attempting to do 31 days, meaning 31 videos, a video a day of October where I talk about all sorts of things and short videos over on YouTube. And if you're looking to express your inner spooky soul, then you can check out the merch I launched for this month. And I'm very excited for you to see there's original artwork and lots of cool stuff. And so give it a look if you're interested in that kind of thing. I got I had the opportunity to work with the artist that is the original artist for the creepy core and folklore artwork cover art and art depiction of, you know, like the little ghosty. I always call it a cover as if it's a book. So I'm just going to go with that. But he's brilliant and talented. And I have his information listed in the show notes below. But originally, my plan was to release my sequel this year in October, because three years ago on 10-10-20, I released my first book, Ashes. Um, and so if you're also interested in a pretty spooky story that deals with overcoming trauma and grief, and it's told in a dark fantasy way, then you can give that a look. I have it on paperback, ebook, and audiobook on Amazon and Audible. But with, you know, the Babo and my health crises these past 
two and a half years, I think at this point, I think that it's, it wasn't feasible for me to release my sequel and rush it. I would rather my work be really critiqued and thought out and intentional. And so I didn't want to rush into releasing the sequel and put that pressure on myself, but I did want to look forward to my creative adventures during October. And so this year it gets to be a little toe dip into the YouTube world where I get to talk to you about a whole bunch of creepy core and folklore stuff, as well as releasing, doing this merch launch that I hope you like. So I've been collecting listener stories so I can have an episode each Monday per usual. And as much as I love researching and scripting each episode, I love hearing your connection with the paranormal even more. So let's hear what this spooky soul has to say. So this week's story is from Tori, who I came into contact with through Cyborg Central, which is a writing Discord server um, that Jenna Moresi, my very first interview I had on the podcast, if you uh, listened to that episode already, you probably remember. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, it's a really funny and fun. And we talk about books and some of her weird dreams she's had. That's like kind of premonition. It's called Spooky Interview with Jenna Moresi. But that's what Cyborg Central is, is the name of that writing Discord server. But if you're interested in joining her her Patreon, you can check her out and I'll make sure that I have her information below. But whenever I say Cyborg Central, now you have some background information as to what that is. So Tori writes in, hey, it's Tori from Cyborg Central. And boy, do I have some stories for you. For as long as I can remember, I've always had a weird connection to the paranormal world. I don't know if it has to do with me being sensitive to these things. And as I got older, the stronger this became. From talking to them as a baby to seeing them, hearing them, and feeling them, I'm very empathetic and strangely accurate when it comes to people, places, and so on. When I'm alone, I still feel like I'm in a room of people with all eyes on me. Chills would go up and down my spine constantly, and even my dogs would be hyper-focused on things that aren't there. That kind of feels like a validation in a way. These two stories I'm sharing are connected and the most recent ones, but I have a ton more. So story one. So this story is actually still happening for five years. I have an attachment and the thing attached is a shadow person who I lovingly refer to as quote shadow bitch end quote. This thing began stalking me in 2018, which was a year of so many heightened emotions. My sister died on February 12th and on July 4th, I had a kidney transplant. I'm really, really sorry that you had to go through that. That sounds like a big loss. I was in a bad place because after the death of my sister, that's when I believe this thing found me. At first, it was little things like seeing things from the corner of my eyes and feeling like someone was breathing down my neck. I would have terrible nightmares to the point I'd wake up terrified, drenched in sweat, breathing as if I had just run a marathon. I don't quite remember the dreams, just how I felt after waking up. Not long after this shadow thing began, being an annoyance in my life is when the chronic sleep paralysis began and when I'd seen tiny glimpses of the thing. Thankfully, it wasn't the hat man. It was just a solid shadow standing at the other end of the room, 
with no features, no nothing, just a human-shaped mass. Now, some sleep experts believe sleep paralysis demons are just a trick of the mind, but because I'm somewhat seeing this thing while awake, I highly doubt it's just a trick of the mind. The first time I saw the entirety of it while awake was when I was home alone. I was sitting in the living room watching a movie, and out of nowhere, all the hair on my body stood up, and I looked at the hallway, and I kid you not, peeking out of my parents' room, which was directly across from mine, I clearly can make out the features of a head with hollowed-out eyes that looked the darkest shade of night. Unnaturally black, if I'm honest. I could see bony fingers gripping the door as it looked at me. I just stared at it for what felt like an eternity, and it wasn't until my dog barked that the staring contest ended and it disappeared. I knew then and there I needed to cleanse myself and my home. I find this stuff interesting, but at the same time, I know what shadow people are capable of doing and wasn't going to take any chances. The way I cleanse is just doing a smoke cleanse with incense, opening all windows and doors and telling anything negative to get out. That seemed to do the trick for a while, but out of nowhere, it came back. I was sleeping in the way my bed is. My headboard is against the window that leads to our front yard. There's no way that there was a person outside because I would have seen it in the majority of my neighborhood or on the older side because of the town I live in was once a retirement town. My dog was also sleeping with me and I know she wasn't the one who made the noise I'm about to tell you about because if she did, I probably would have freaked out even more. My dog liked sleeping on my head and on my face. (laughs) This sounds like a chew, but fine. Just a nice casual sleeping on your head and face type of moment, I guess. (laughs) I wanted to roll over, so I moved her slightly to not wake her up. As I'm moving, I hear the laughter what sounded like my niece, exactly like her, and this is the first time I felt scared in any way. At this point, it's almost two-ish, maybe three years since, quote, shadow bitch was around me. There was another spirit around me, but not that one. So when I heard my niece laughing, I automatically knew what it was. I'm not going to lie. I may have had tears in my eyes because of how real it sounded. I mean, I would cry. I mean, I cry all the time and this sounds like a perfectly reasonable time to cry. Normally, I'm not really that scared of these things because I've been researching this stuff for over a decade and have a pretty good grasp on how to protect myself, but something about this terrified me. While in the safety of my bed, I told it, whoever or whatever is out there, go away and leave me the fuck alone. I love that you yelled at this ghost. I too am a ghost yeller. (laughs) Um, If you sign up for my um, newsletter, that I try and send out weekly to remind you when, um, you know, episodes are coming out or any updates or whatever. Um, you can sign up for it. Um, and I'll have the link below or you can find the link on my Instagram bio, but you can get a free exclusive bonus episode where I talk about how I'm a ghost yeller in our old house that we owned. So I totally hear you how you're like, go the fuck away and leave me the fuck alone. I totally love that. (laughs) And a few minutes later, it mostly felt normal again. See, it works. When the sun came up, I cleansed the outside and inside of my house and buried dark crystals, mainly black tourmaline and smoky quartz. I love smoky quartz as a protection. I just feel protected around it. So I totally hear you there too. On the corners of my property, 
Pretty sure my neighbors think I'm a bit wacky, but I'd rather be that than have a shadow person take my away my much needed beauty sleep. I haven't seen it as much since I've done this, probably because I do a cleansing on my house every month and my sister's being the best big sis ever and keeping it at a distance. I love that connection. I, I personally believe that our relationship, our relationships with the ones that we love that we lose to death. We just have a bit of a change in that relationship. Like, I still feel like they're still around. I feel like they can help us. I feel like they assist us if we call on them. So I totally hear. I think that's so beautiful. And I think it's totally like a cool like sibling duo that's going on where she's like helping keep things away or steer you in the right direction or support you through any any kind of thing that you're challenged with or in your happy moments, too. I can totally feel presences of like, you know, past passed away folks around me. And I I think that's something that if you're feeling like it's happening, then I think it's happening. Okay, so story number two. This next story is more on the wholesome side. Thought sharing one creepy and one good story would be a good balance. Tori, you're exactly right. I think that's a great balance. (laughs) I completely agree with you. This story is about my sister and how her ghost has been trolling me. My sister and I have the same kidney disease. And what's weird about it is that when something would happen for her two years later, that thing would happen to me. This wouldn't be so weird if we are identical twins, but we were two years apart. She was born November 20th, 1993, and I was born November 7th, 1995. When she was diagnosed two years later, I was. When she began dialysis two years later, I did. And even after we both had transplants, again, two years apart, we both not only rejected, but had the same type of rejection. Fun, right? I hate that you had to go through that. Ugh, that's so... Bodies are weird. It's hard to be a human. Ugh, and... I I love that you and your sister had each other through all of this, but I also am really sorry that it takes that much to be the healthiest version of you. I think my sis and I were cursed. Even though we shared an illness, we were both total opposites. She was an extroverted, makeup-obsessed coffee addict who lived life to the fullest. I, on the other hand, am a very introverted video game lover, a book-obsessed homebody who dives into fictional worlds because the normal world is scary. Amen, Tori. Amen. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen people nowadays? Yikes. (laughs) That's so funny. She said that. I didn't say that. She said that. That people are a bit yikesy. Um, I could, I can, I can understand what you're talking about. However, we did have one thing in common, and that was the love of the unknown and spirituality. Even though she wasn't a fan of ghosts and stuff, she adored things like crystals, tarot, and meditation. Anyway, in 2018, when my sister passed away, I was in a severe depression and a bit of a pessimist. And whenever something good happened, I would be like, "What's the catch?" The thing that kind of made me look at life in a brighter and happier way was actually a bracelet that my sister wore every day about a week before she passed away. Man, I'm already I'm I'm getting goosebumps and I'm tearing up. Okay, Uh, I I already know where this is going. Okay, about a week before she passed away, she was in the hospital and had lost the specific bracelet. The bracelet being a rose quartz blended elastic bracelet with four singular beads of a different color. I don't remember how long it was. It was after my sister's death, but I was really struggling with grief and all I did was cry. I'm so sorry. 
that it's just such a huge, huge loss. I cried to the point that I gave myself a headache and decided to just take a nap. While straightening up my pillows and blankets, I heard something hit the floor. I thought it was a pen or something, and when I looked down, there the bracelet was. When I tell you I was dumbfounded, that would be an understatement. I didn't touch the bracelet right away. Instead, I went to my mom with tears streaming down my face, wanting to show her. She told me to stop messing with her, knowing that this was my sister's favorite bracelet and was looking for it as much as I was. My mom did end up believing me. Her also being a big believer in the paranormal and spiritual, she being one of the main people introducing it to me, haha. Like my sister, I wear my bracelet almost every day and I give it to my mom when she has something big coming up and needs some sort of comfort from it. But for the most part, I wear it. The only time I take it off is when I'm in the shower and when I'm sleeping. I think that is so beautiful. What a wonderful, wonderful testament to your sister. What a beautiful way to remember her by. And I also think that it's a great protection and reassurance mechanism. And it kind of like symbolizes your connection with her. Because I think you would have that connection with her no matter what. Sibling bonds can be so strong. Um, It sounds like you have a wonderful relationship both while she's alive and now that she's passed. But it's really hard to have life without a really big person like that. Speaking of showers, one night I had left the bracelet on my bed to go take one and that's when my lovely friend, a shadow bitch, decided to show its ugly head once again, me seeing it out of the corner of my eye. This time it didn't linger like it usually did. It was there one second and gone the next and I have a pretty good reason why. When I was getting out of the shower, that bracelet was sitting on the sink. Not gonna lie, this freaked me out and I just stared at the bracelet. Oh my God, the goosebumps are happening again. All my hair is standing on end. Ooh, okay. Um, not gonna lie, this freaked me out. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I stared at the bracelet. I know that my sister has been helping me with the shadow person, keeping them at bay. I still sense it and see it at a distance, but it hasn't gotten near me and I believe that's my sister. I also know when my sister's around because her dog will be calm and wagging her tail and acts like she did when my sis was alive. Even though my sister isn't here physically, I can feel her warm, welcoming energy. I can smell her favorite body spray suddenly and even hear her laughs at times. That, Tori, that was so beautiful. If you want any more details or anything, let me know. And thank you for reading and being so patient while I drafted this email. Life kind of got hectic, but here it is. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Tori. That was so beautiful. I appreciate this story so much. Thank you for sending it in. And I really, really love the connection you and your sister have. It will last forever. Thank you so much to listening to this episode of Creepy Core and Folklore. I'll have another listener story for you next week, and I will talk to you then. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you liked this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible. 
and the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.